are what we repeatedly do, said the late great Aristotle. So if the way that you lived your life today was captured and recorded for review by complete strangers to get an impression about who you are, would the things you did be a reflection of how you want your life reflected to others? If today was the last day of your life and you only found out in the last hour of the day, would you have spent it the same way you did knowing that it would be the last? I want you, dear listeners, to get excited about the idea of a routine. <laughs> Boring, as though this initial thought process may sound, I usually get pee pants excited about the idea of setting up a new routine because it means I have unlocked the automation process to one more nuanced level of my life. That is, one more level of unraveling complete, allowing my mind to focus on other ideas. Welcome to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse, episode 15. With me, Karina Tovmasyan and Steve Morton, also known as Doodle Voodle. Doodle <laughs> Hi, Stoodle Voodle. How are you? Stoodle Voodle, yeah. <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> yeah, with that introduction. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> Well, so obviously today we're talking about what I've uh, termed automation nirvana. Uh, the whole point is to create routines. And I know people just cringe at the sound of making a routine and it's not that bad. Don't grow sad or bored when we talk about a routine. It's not an unpleasant experience from childhood. It's a wonderful thing. Automating your life can be the difference between spending money and making money, truly. Have you ever thought about a process that you streamlined in your life and you noticed that your life was better for it, Steve? Was there ever a time when you just said, you know what, I'm going to put that into a process and now that works for me? I do it an awful lot, I think. When I when I actually think about my sort of day-to-day -day existence, much as it is, um, the, I think back over some of the stuff I do on a regular basis now, on a you know, weekly basis, and... It's surprising when I think back, um, just doing stuff on Filofaxi, for instance, mm. um, you know, how I used to create um, web finds posts as an, as an example of that, you know, how I used to do them back in the dark ages, as it were, compared to how I do them now, um, there's a huge difference. It used to take me hours. It still takes me hours now. But it's a lot. You know, <laughs> it used to take me hours. It still takes me hours now. But hey, so it's a, but it's a far years ahead. Slick, <laughs> slicker process than it used to be. And so, um, in, would you agree that the idea is to find the portions that are repetitive and mm. try to create processes so that you're at least not repeating the repetitive portions and that you allow them to yeah. automate themselves? Mm. So. I tend to think of myself as being a bit of a lazy person at the best times. You don't have to agree with that. Um, and um, I tend to think that if you hold back a bit and you try to think it through a bit, you will find a better way of doing things. Um, I'm definitely of the, the opinion that, you know, setting up any process is wonderful. And, mm. you know, that initial setting up thing might take you a bit longer to do. Yes. But... If you decide in that initial stage or you look at the process that you're creating and think, right, OK, so we've got this thing set up, but what's it like to maintain from then onwards? If it's going to be too laborious, people aren't going to do it. 
Whereas if you've got a fairly streamlined process, to use that wonderful word, um, you can, you know, it helps people sort of maintain the system. And, and in planner terms, that really sort of relates to, right, so I've got the best layout that works for me. Mm-hmm. And you just, you're just adding the, the information into the relevant boxes on the page each week. And you, and at a glance, you know, as you're working during the day, you can see, right, I've got to do this. Oh, I've got to remember to do that. It almost sounds like you've created a template for yeah. uh, with gaps. And so you yeah. know what fits inside those templates. And if you see a gap, then mm. you know it needs filling. Yeah. It's, it's very simple. I mean, that's really what routines are about. And I like to talk about automation nirvana because for me, it's reaching a state where there's nothing but love happening there. And you may not believe that because you're just dealing with templates and processes and web finds. Mm. But if you think about it, (coughs) excuse me, there's really an order and a flow. And all you're doing is you're agreeing with the order and the flow in which things should go. Mm. So it's, it's as if you go to a stoplight in middle of traffic and you stand there and you wait for all the cars that are waiting at the red light and as the light turns green, you wave everybody through. And that's pretty much what process is, right? Mm. You, if you want to feel powerful, just go ahead and wave everybody through with the green light, and you'll see how powerful you are. Everyone will agree with you. Mm. It's, it's, it's like having sort of, you know, so many steps in a process to, to fill a box or something like that. Right. So you actually lay the things out in the actual order they need to be put together before they finally get sealed up at the end there's no point in having the first part of the thing with the sellotape or whatever at one end of the table right um and you're bobbing having to bob it backwards and forwards it's much easier if you just keep going along the process in a linear fashion and you get to the end and then you start again you're not wasting time and energy dashing backwards and forwards up and down the right. And, line, and this is exactly what we've been talking about as far as context goes. So mm. once you've labeled the context of what you're trying to achieve, then you can group them together and work on those similar contexts because it would prevent you from dashing back and forth. And so mm. I've come to the conclusion that automation nirvana or streamlining or whatever you want to call it really has three basic steps. Number one, you've got to observe the moving bits of your life. Find out what you're doing during the day. Our planners Mm. are very helpful in being able to track what we're doing. So find out, track during the day exactly where you're going, how much time it's taking you to get there. Even if it's a basic uh, hygiene routine that you do in the morning, find out how long it takes you. Observation is key here. So observe the moving bits of your life. That's step one. Number two, place those bits into processes. And then number three, connect those processes into a consistent schedule where they occur calendrically. So it's not it's not rocket science. It really isn't. But when you think about it, you're like, wait a minute. Why didn't I think about that? So if really, if our grooming takes about 10 minutes, let's say, or hygiene in the morning takes about 10 minutes or 20 minutes, depending. Some people shower in the morning and some people don't. Um, but if you look at that and you say, well, what else could I get done whilst I'm in the bathroom? Then you may be able to start contextualizing your day and be able to create processes and automations so that you can go on autopilot when it comes to these things, if you want to. That's if you want to. I'm definitely on autopilot first thing in the morning. Yeah? How's that? <laughs> I'm half asleep. Half asleep. <laughs> I eventually sort of wake up 
fully by the time I get out of the shower sort of thing. But it's actually, I don't know why, but it's always a good thinking time for me first thing in the morning. I always get my best ideas first thing in the morning. So knowing that, wouldn't that then, just being aware of that and being mindful of that, wouldn't that allow you to think that maybe you should keep a notepad somewhere in the bathroom? Not in the shower. Not in the shower, of course not, silly. <laughs> but a whiteboard on the wall. A whiteboard, maybe. perhaps, yeah, or one of those dry erase boards that you can yeah. have the steam erase everything. It'll be the James Bond type. <laughs> right, in, in the steam on the glass. Right, and then you won't know until you come back. You can leave messages for Allison. Yeah. <gasps> That'd be great. <laughs> Oh dear, we've gone off track again, haven't we, Steve? All right, well, here's the deal, though. The streamlining seems to come as a natural progression for me, but it really isn't. I used to have a lot of stuff. Now I have some stuff. And the way that I realize which stuff I need to get rid of is because it's taking up clutter. It's taking up space that is not being used. That's how I define clutter, by the way. Anything Mm -hmm. that's not being used or is not loved is clutter. And so, yes, you're going to show me your clutter now, aren't you? Oh, but God, he's I, I love up my these old mobile phones. dinosaur <laughs> cell phones that are from the Triassic period. And he's <laughs> he's got one that opens like the one in the Matrix, people. This yes. ridiculousness. <laughs> I'm so excited about them. So, Steve, even with your detritus of cell phones running amok on your desk, what, I, what I'm trying to get across is that I actually get excited when I know how many t-shirts I own or where a particular book lives in my library mm. or being able to systemize my life such that I can set up a home planner with the various processes outlined and hand it over to someone else. Grab my keys, grab my passport, head to the airport because my life is in order. And I think the goal for some people when they're looking at their planner is how do I get my life organized? That mm. seems to be the underlying or the unspoken elephant in the room because Mm -hmm. everybody's trying to get their planner organized but not really realizing that underneath it all they're really trying to get their lives organized yeah and part of organizing your life is being able to become mindful of how you're spending your time track your time and then create processes so that over the course of say a week or a month or however much time you want to leave for tracking you can become aware of where are your time sucks and I think that's a very very big thing to be mindful of Um, I don't watch any TV people are usually shocked by that when they hear that how do you not watch any TV I don't I don't watch TV if it weren't for other people in the home watching TV I wouldn't even own one Mm. it doesn't interest me because I find that by looking at those shows or programs they're not feeding anything into my life they're not offering me anything of value that's going to allow me to live a better life than i did today tomorrow will be the same for them so i don't know how you discover anything on on us tv whenever i turn the tv on over it. <laughs> it's, it's all commercials adverts. isn't it yeah, yeah it's yeah. all adverts i could never yeah. work out what channel was on so. yeah yeah I, I don't know either and <laughs> now that doesn't mean i don't watch movies i do mm. I, I buy movies i buy series and i do watch mm. them but i watch them mm. at my own pace without anyone selling me anything yeah. that's why i pay the bigger price and so this mm. is a little bit of process development right here is understanding mm. wait if there are shows that i like fine i want to watch them great why don't I just buy the dang DVDs or whatever, the MP3 files, and watch them whenever I want? I'll pay the difference. Don't sell me anything. Sell me the product. What we tend to do here is we do tend to sort of, um, we have a, a magazine called the Radio Times, which is a sort of associated with the BBC, roughly. And that has all the TV, UK TV 
um, channels in it. We tend to look through that at the beginning of the week and sort of pick out what the, the shows we want to watch and uh, not just turn the TV on just for the sheer hell of it, but whatever. And yes, I do note the particular times of any particular show I want to watch in the planner because I've got terrible memory and it will just vanish if I'm not careful. But that's in a way is, you know, controlling you know, how much time you spend on one thing or another. Cause... Well, because you've routi- routinized it, yeah. right? You've created yeah. a section of automation nirvana where yeah. you know that portion of time and space is allocated to watching that program. Mm. And you know, now it's... your mind doesn't have to think about what am I doing there, right? There's no sense of panic. There's no nah. sense of, remember, don't panic, don't panic. Don't panic. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll grab my towel. <laughs> and I've noticed this with, with planners too. I used to collect a lot of planners. And I know there was a lot of people out there that buy them for the sheer collection factor. Mm. And I noticed that the, it can go from $80 to $100, fantastic value, to sitting on the shelf and collecting dust in no time flat. And the minute I see that an item I've purchased, it doesn't matter how much money you spend on it, but if it's collecting dust, it needs to go. That's the bottom mm. line. And that I think that's a good rule of thumb to use with I'll keep my dust free by keeping them in the cupboard. <laughs> oh, Steve, you and your loopholes with stoodle voodle. <laughs> so what are some things in your life you feel you can automate and you haven't yet automated or is there some some routine that you could set up that you haven't yet Ooh, it's a, a difficult question to put me on the spot with yeah um, it is and so i'm talking in and but i'm talking about in context of daily living i'm not talking about specific um oh well let's work on this project for example i'm talking about mm. daily living have you noticed that there's a tendency to want to stay more towards the home or leave the home at a certain time or are you a lot more awake at certain times of the day or a little bit more sleepy i i suppose in a way if i've got to get somewhere for a certain time um in the morning or you know any time really i always know i sort of always work back if you like from the time i've actually got to be there to you know looking at how long it's going to take the, to get there in the car or whatever right and how much preparation time i need to you know get up have breakfast get washed shaved and all the rest of it so i'm quite good in that sense i suppose of knowing you know well it's 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 not going to you know i could do it in 20 minutes but there's no point in you know rushing everything right like crazy you could slow yourself down in other words pace you yourself can do, pace yourself do it at a more sort of relaxed pace i suppose um what I have tended to do is I'm sort of almost religious at doing it is if I've got to take certain things with me, I always try and group those things together in one part of a room or, you know, put it into a bag or whatever. So it literally is ready to grab and go at any one time. That's how I use my man bag all the time. That is literally my <laughs> grab and go bag. And you know, so, well, has... well, let me ask the question in a different way, because that's interesting. I, I think a lot of people do that, and I think that's valuable to be able to group things together. Um, what would you grab if, God forbid, there was a fire in the house? If there was a fire in the house... I would just get out. Well, the come phone, on, you know. you know what I mean. Don't be like oh, in, that. If it was sort of, if I had time in which to grab things, yes, it would most probably be my planner, my phone, and at least one of the backup drives. Okay. 
And so my suggestion then is to perhaps consider doing a routine or creating an automation system where you have all the important documents of the house, all the drives that are important to have backed up, all together in one ready-to-go bag. And then that way, God forbid something should... You will always know where they are. They're not running away mm. from you. But God forbid something should happen. You have those important things ready to go with you. The actual backup drives aren't that important because we back up on the cloud as well. So, Right. They no. would just be backups to the backups. Yeah. And it anyone who understands... Dual redundancy. <laughs> anal retentivity will understand the backups to the backups, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I yeah, so, you know, we, we could actually sort of get back on air again, given a new machine, if the old one was melted beyond repair. You and I um, could get back quickly. on the air again using our phones only, couldn't we? Yeah, more or less. We could. I think we should do one where we're just face-to-face, -face, but on the phone with one another. That would be great. <laughs> Nightmare. <laughs> so the whole point of this, though, is to understand that if you're living your life where the stuff that you're bringing into your house is actually stopping you from doing the things that you love or hindering you in such a way that you say, okay, well, I love planning. Great. How much time are you spending planning? If, okay, great. If you love collecting planners, how much time are you spending collecting planners? Is collecting planners getting in the way of you doing other things? Are you sitting there wondering, I should be writing my book. I should be videoing something on YouTube. I should be, should be, should be. All these should be's. Are, you, are they getting in the way of what you're trying to do because you haven't set up a system or a process for getting things done or writing on your blog or whatever it is that you're trying to be productive with? Because we do actually have a sense to want to be productive. Well, most of us, I don't know, Steve usually says he's lazy. I don't think he gets anything done. But those of us that actually... <laughs> I'd love an done. extra few days in a week. <laughs> a 10-day week would be perfect for me. <laughs> Come on, Stoodle Voodle. <laughs> join, join me. I love that name for you. I think I'm going to call you that from now on <laughs> we'll have to put in the show notes where that's come from because otherwise no one will know no one will know <laughs> but, so, um, so what are um as far as your organizers go and your planners do you keep track of them somewhere i do have a spreadsheet with all of them listed on it um i've not updated it recently i must must be honest um, it's not sort of first priority of the world, but it wouldn't take long, you know, five or ten minutes to to update the thing to um, show the current holding, as it were, um, in the cupboard. And does this spreadsheet ever get printed out in analog form? Oh, very rarely. No, mm. it's password protected. I'm <laughs> sure quite, it no. is. And do we remember the password to this thing? Yeah, of course not. No, it's not. Um, I, I basically um, put the spreadsheet together just so I had some sort of notional record of how many there is. Because I, I have got caught out when somebody's you know, taking a photograph of all my planets, which is quite an undertaking, um, leaving one in the box. Mm. And it didn't get in, into the photo. And of course, I didn't realise that until they were all back downstairs again and back, all back in the cupboard and looking at the actual... The photograph online thinking See, this is missing. what i'm talking about this there's is it exactly <laughs> you're you don't want to get to that point in life where you realize there's one missing right yeah. get a grip on your planners damn it steve no, print out no, that no. list get it in analog form and update it manually and then update it digitally don't don't yeah. make me mad at you stoodle voodle <laughs> <laughs> the um 
the list is, you know, it's a fairly sizable list these days, and it's quite an undertaking to actually photograph the whole lot because they used to fit on our sort of um, wooden bench outside. It, it's a bit of a squeeze now to get them <laughs> all in. <laughs> Are we talking triple digits or double digits still? We're still in double, double digits. Okay. I don't think we'll ever get to triple. I know some people have, but uh, yeah. My my sort of acquisition rate has reduced somewhat in the recent time. It's not helped by people sending me stuff, but there we go. That's do, you, do you ever have a good clear out of the papers in your office? Yeah, I, I had a bit of a tidy up this morning because I've received a few things in the post this week, which I'm in the process of reviewing and what have you. And when you're tending to write things about things it's all you know you, whilst you can look at things and look at photographs you've taken of them when you're actually doing a sort of a descriptive thing it's always nice to have the actual item itself um close to hand um to you know to look at and refer to and check that you've counted the number of card slots and and what have you you've not missed a pocket out or something daft like that right um, so the desk, my actual desk space is quite large, but it, it it is sort of, you know, there is certain fixed items on the desk that take up the majority of the space, leaving the amount of free space is a little bit limited. But um, earlier today, I or this morning, I did have a big tidy up down here because it was getting a bit out of hand where I couldn't sort of um, put my hand to things. And I'm thinking, well, it's in here somewhere. So I tend to sort of master the sort of art of, right, this side is all planners and stuff like that. And that side is sort of, you know, where I keep my bottle of water or my hand cream or something daft like that, which, um, you know, you sort of segment sort of areas into different areas. I would have zones. a heart attack if I saw your desk, right? That's what you're telling me. I would have a heart attack. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, probably best. It's, it's not away. a clear desk. I'm, I was used to in my previous jobs of a clear desk policy where at the end of every day your desk had to be completely clear. The only thing you were allowed to leave on the desk was the computer monitor, the keyboard, and the mouse. The computer itself had to go locked away, so, and everything else had to be locked away. So. Is this then you rebelling? Not quite, no. It's just <laughs> practical. <laughs> It's not too bad. I have seen worse. Well, the idea then is that what you said is, I, I think I have a piece of information. I just don't know where it is. And I think some people may have that struggle with their planners as well. Is I, I know I wrote it down. I just can't remember where. And this goes back to, uh, as far as routines and automation nirvana, is being able to create a system where, say, for example, every Friday you collect all the data that you've recorded in your planner and you put it in your index, right? Mm. And you just keep updating that index. Because unless you create that system of constantly recording where you've recorded things or being able to update your tabs or or have a layout of your tabs so that it makes sense, because I know some people use the A through Z file, right, to use as mm. a filing system. Oh, that's fantastic. I haven't gotten to that level yet. But if I, one of the reason I haven't is because I know that one day B will mean something else for me let's say it'll stand for backyard, I don't know. And then four days later, my brain will come up with B. Oh, I know, let's do something for Belgian post, right? And so I won't be able to keep track of what each letter stands for. And that's why that's why I write things down, so I don't have to remember them. 
I go word blind at times, and I do start start thinking, what on earth? How do you spell that word? <laughs> well, yeah, it's particularly so, uh, with a few languages running in my head, my spelling yeah. has gone completely off. So even spell check doesn't agree with me anymore. <laughs> They've just Mine given up does. on me. <laughs> You get the first four letters wrong, you've got no hope of change. Yeah. So, so what are um what are some systems that you have been able to prioritize? I know you said uh, the web finds that you've been able to mm. create processes for. Is there anything in the house that you track in your planner that you've also created processes for? Hmm. As far um, as keeping track of inventories, for example, I know you had said to me um, that you had done an inventory of the house for insurance purposes. Yeah, so that sort of was what I did with that was we um, set up a. I know these days they you can get loads and loads of inventory, home inventory apps and what have you for your phones, and they're most probably slightly easier to use, maybe. Um, but some of them involve sticking barcode stickers on things. You I have to tell you that that so... excites me a little bit. <laughs> Just... That only you can only take that so far. It works fine with books and stuff like that. Right. But you couldn't put a barcode on your cooking pans and things. Yes, you, you because... can. There's a there's a gun that you can buy that allows you to put stickers and create your own barcodes. You can do it, Steve. <laughs> but it's going to wash off in the wa in the dishwasher, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? You can edge it. You could edge it on there. You could edge it on, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're getting too far removed. But what we did with that was I literally set up a thing so we could do it room by room. Right. Now, given that it takes, you know, days, if not weeks, to actually go through the whole house, or did, um, you certainly don't want to start moving things around because the one you <laughs> sort of account no, things, <laughs> things more hard. than once but um yeah it's it's a good practice to do if if only um for working out your total value of your personal belongings for your home insurance your contents insurance um although you know some companies give a you know, they'll say right you can only the minimum amount will cover you for right is right. Thirty or forty thousand dollars worth, or something like that, and then you just have to establish what the top value is, and you know, they sort of say, well, how many bedrooms and how many rooms have you got? Well, it'll be roughly this. Well, maybe it is, but if you've got expensive planners or expensive camera gear or something, that figure can go up quite dramatically, quite quickly. They it's do have a writer for that, as far yeah. as I know. They do make exceptions, and they say, "Well, do you have anything of particular yeah. value that you'd like to add to your list?" Yeah. I know. Last year we did in the Streamline Life, we did the year of inventory, where I encouraged all the members to create an absolute inventory of everything they own, mm. not not just for insurance purposes, but just simply for knowing what you own. And I think that's part of the process of understanding how to streamline your life is getting mm. a grip on what you own because until you see the massive lists show up you mm. really are not aware of what you own and I know you and I were talking earlier it, we're notorious for buying triplicates and quadruplets of things mm. that we, we thought we own or we can't find because we've misplaced and so the idea is that if you go room by room and you inventory every single thing you own you will be amazed at the things that you own and be able to... It, isn't, isn't there a sort of a rule for this, that if you lost something, 
the minute you find something is two days just after you've ordered a new one. Yes, that's the rule. Or <laughs> that the warranty has expired, right? Yep. <laughs> they know when they set those warranties what those dates mean. Yeah. So, so what tips would you give us, Steve, as far as being able to uh, inventory our lives or create routines? What is a, a process um, tip that you can provide for our listeners? Well, if I, if I was to sort of look back at something I've sort of streamlined in the true sense of the word, is to sort of look at the process that you've been using and break that process down into its sort of incremental steps and see, right, are there any steps in this process that I don't really need to do? You know, could I actually sort of do a short circuit the thing somewhere to sort of take steps out of this thing? Or can I improve the thing by still doing the same steps, but doing them in a different order? Right. As simple as that, really. Um, and I, I know from stuff that I've sort of um, simplified is another way of looking at it in the, in the past, that that certainly has helped me. Well, um, I would think that for me, as far as tips go, the one thing I'd really encourage people to do is to track how you spend your time. Don't mm. be afraid to write down that you've spent four hours on the Internet doing nothing. Don't be afraid of that because I know we're probably are dreading to say, oh, my head, do I really do spend my time? Because if this was really, truly your last day on Earth, do you really want to spend it this way? I want to encourage our listeners to go after what they love. Do what you love. And if you find yourself spending time getting busy doing unproductive things, the only thing that's going to rescue you from that is to become painfully aware of how you're spending your time and process setting up a process for planner planning for example making sure that once a week you've set up mm. the time to plan is an extraordinarily important process to mm. keep you on track despite what you think you're going to write down despite how horrible things may look at the end of the week they will only get better once you start becoming mindful of them trusting us <laughs> we will help you so where can we find you on the net this week? You can find me on Instagram at Karina Tovmasyan, and you can also find me on Facebook at The Streamlined Life. And Where can I we find you? In, I'm in my usual hidey holes of filofaxi.com and travelersnotebooktimes.com. And remember, the answer to the great question of life, the universe, and everything is 42. <laughs>